The Colts got a big lopsided win on Sunday, but they've got one more game until they could be riding high into the bye week. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. What up, what up, everyone? I am Jake Arthur, and he is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. And we are here today to talk to you about our further findings from the Colts' big 27-13 win over the Panthers. And, Zach, they needed that one. Uh, Three-game skid, finally got away from home, which is a place that they just seem to not be able to win. Uh, This is about to be a stretch where they're not home very much. They got this one out in Germany next week, bye week, and then they got the Buccaneers. So a nice little break from uh, their their losing tendencies, it seems. Um, but yeah, 27 to 13. You'd love to say it was a team, a total team effort, but uh, it was a Kenny Moore and defensive team effort. Uh, Kenny scoring 14 of his own points in the defense, uh, making a rookie quarterback and Bryce Young look like a rookie. So yeah. Looking back at it, I obviously didn't, I wasn't able to get in yesterday to give my thoughts. Uh, but just, you know, 24 hours later, what has really stood out to you? We'll go ahead and start with the offensive side of the ball. There's a lot of issues on offense uh, right now. And, and I don't think it's, I don't think a lot of the issues come down to scheme or protection or receivers getting open or running backs. So basically when I say a lot of issues, I, I think the quarterback play needs to be a lot better. Uh, at the end of the day, the quarterback play needs to get better. When when your entire offense is purposely going into a shell late in the second half because they're scared of their own quarterback turning the ball over, and they're and they're realizing that it's more advantageous to do run 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 and punt it back to Bryce Young in the Carolina offense for the entirety of the fourth quarter, that's a problem. That's a problem. Like the passing game was just not there whatsoever in this game. I know at the end of the day, he uh, Gardner Minshew finished with what, like 127 yards and a touchdown and no turnover. So it looked better than some of the other games, but it's not like he, he wasn't even being like a game manager in this game because he wasn't really managing the game. He wasn't getting those first downs and keeping drives moving. It was a not game destroyer is kind of what he was playing in this one. He wasn't destroying your, your own game by playing horrible football. He was just throwing the ball in the dirt instead of two defenders all game long. So I think when you look at this game, you know, the Colts offense just wasn't good enough whatsoever. And they're lucky their defense was. Uh, And a lot of it starts and ends with the quarterback play. Like I'm not saying it's only on Gardner Minshew. The scheme could have been a little bit better at times. Yes. The offensive line could have been a little bit better in the run game. Running backs could have hit some more holes. Uh, But overall, I think when you're looking at the main issue from this one and, and why it didn't work is Gardner Minshew had a really poor game. And on top, and another thing on top of that, which I'm sure you're going to want to talk about here too, is uh, the Josh Downs injury was big. The Josh Downs injury was really, really big uh, early in this game. 
Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, that's their guy who is a chain mover. And, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie is fine, but they're just not the same player. And mm-hmm. that is someone who Minshew has been chaotic like as, as their starting quarterback, but has been able to lean on Josh Downs quite a bit as someone who is closer to the line of scrimmage and, and can get things rolling. And so that that vacancy is is pretty big. Um, honestly, you know, I let's see how much this has to do with each other. Uh, but it was actually announced by Ian Rappaport on uh, what's today, Monday, that the Colts worked out Sammy Watkins, free agent wide receiver, uh, veteran Sammy Watkins. And, you know, do they expect Downs to miss a little bit of time? Because he's had, you know, I, I don't know if it's the same injury. I don't want to speculate. Uh, but, you know, he missed some time with the the knee injury during the offseason as well. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this one was something that he kind of had was dealing with this week. And then he was questionable, kind of a game time decision coming into the game, was able to give it a go, but, you know, wound up not being able to complete the game. So uh, Sammy Watkins, the Colts worked him out. He's been an outside receiver most of pretty much his, his whole career. Uh, so I don't I don't think that's like a direct replacement for Downs by any means if Downs were to miss more time. Uh, but certainly sitting Downs this week in Germany against the Patriots and then having the bye week you know, to give him a couple weeks to rest, that's certainly something they could look to do. Um, but no, in general, Downs leaving Ogletree, you know, he's got the foot as well. That's someone who has been able specifically with Minshew to kind of give the Colts a spark downfield as well. Uh, Cause he's kind of a mismatch. So those two guys not being out there, hopefully they're not both missing against the Patriots. Cause this is another very winnable game for them. Uh, oppor- an opportunity for them to build some momentum. Uh, but yeah, those those two being out is uh, not great. Yeah, and, and the big reason why is, you know, Josh Downs is their quick win wide receiver. We talked about a lot on this podcast throughout the season is when the Colts need a productive gain, whether that's on first down, you're trying to get five, six yards just to keep the sticks moving. Uh, if you're on third down, like third and long, third and short, whatever, and just trying to get those conversions, having your quick win wide receiver who's that quick separator to get open against advantageous matchups is such a big asset to have in this offense. So when you lose that and your quarterback's not playing well whatsoever, you just lose all symmetry in your passing game. Like there's just nothing going on there when it comes to the passing game. So they had to rely a lot on RPO passes and pop passes, trying to, to get the base defense, getting trying to get Carolina out of their base defense. And they just still weren't able to do it. I'm really curious to see what Shane Steichen does uh, going into this next week, because obviously Bill Belichick's going to look at that and say, hey, we just need to run base defense all week or all game long, put some bare fronts out there with Lawrence Guy and some other really good run defenders that we have, and they're not going to be able to run the ball on us. Um, and and obviously, again, you're going to make Gardner Minch, you have to beat you, which he really can't do right now. So I'm curious to see if the Colts kind of lean on, hey, maybe Kylan Granson can kind of be that quick win wide receiver, get him out there in the slot backside on empty personnel against safeties and against linebackers. Or maybe you move Michael Pittman Jr. into that role, put him into that that weak side number two guy, more of a slot type receiver and, and let him just win with his big body over the middle of the field and, and get those those easy little chunk gains that they need over the middle. So. They got to do something with it because Josh Downs is such an important part of this offense. I think we all saw it this past week. And when your quarterback's not playing well and you don't have your easy separator who can get you those positive yards, that's a recipe for disaster in the passing game, which falls onto your run game and lowers rush rush success rate in the run game as well. So, uh, yeah, they really got 
beat up really bad by this Carolina defense because of those factors. And, and again, at the end of the day, the quarterback needs to play better. There were guys that were open. Uh, there was two targets to Alec Pierce where Alec Pierce was open on both of them that just weren't even somewhat close. Yeah. They weren't even somewhat close. There were multiple other ones uh, where Minshew had guys down the field and he got to his first hitch and then panicked in the backfield, despite there not being a rush and, and falling down outside the pocket or throwing it in the dirt. Like it just wasn't a good game from him. I know he's a backup quarterback, but he is a veteran player. You just need better from him going forward if the Colts want to make the playoffs or at least get to 500 this season. Yeah, and they don't they don't have to be like big game breaking plays whatsoever. They I mean, they can be just the routine things like yeah. you were you were just one play that stuck out to me when you were just talking about that was there was a little dump off to Jonathan Taylor on like a third down or something where it was just really low. Taylor had to basically fall down to get it, but I think it was Drew Ogletree was right there just on like a, a shallow curl that might have got them the first down. Just yep. routine stuff like that. Again, he's a he's a veteran player. That's the kind of stuff you expect him to be able to adjust to. But yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff. We'll we'll talk about it more before the, the end of the show. But, you know, they know how defenses are going to play them. So it's like, how mm-hmm. can you combat that? We, we've seen it as a cautionary tale back in 2021 when they kind of had to hide Carson Wentz a bit. The run game was working, uh, but that's not something you're going to be able to guarantee. So is it an advantage to know exactly how defenses are going to play it? We'll see. I mean, there's a reason for it. You know, there's a yeah. reason why they're doing that. So, yeah, uh, before, again, like I said, we'll talk about that before the, the show's over. But we're also got more for you when we talk about the defensive side of the ball, which was a lot more exciting to watch against this Panthers team and pretty much sparked the majority of the scoring in this one. Price picks is the most fun that I have had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their stat projections and place your entry. It's not just football either with the basketball season out here. You can pick combo projections across the sporting world. And uh, they've got these special leagues. Again, that's if you want to mix football and basketball. Because, again, we've talked about, you know, Zach watches both of these sports constantly. You know, he's he's the kind of guy that can tell you a little bit about everything. And that's, that's the kind of guy who's really going to succeed in these special leagues. Uh, for example, combining LeBron James and Travis Kelsey for a combo of 10 and a half three-pointers made, and receptions. Like I, I think that's a really, really cool thing. And it's something that makes uh, prize picks just a little bit different. Plus, if you want to play alongside some of prize picks' favorite players like Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can do that as well. Because again, who doesn't like to play against celebrities? You can find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Alrighty, guys. So we're jumping into this Colts defense that just had a fantastic overall day against the Carolina Panthers. I actually had a few people on social media coming after me saying like Gus Bradley still needs to be fired. The Colts defense wasn't good enough in this game. Like, look, I know this Panthers offense is a train wreck, so it's not as impressive as it would be against any other team to say that the Colts defense held an offense to what 3.5 yards per play, had five sacks, had three interceptions, two of them being pick sixes. 
But look, at the end of the day, they got the job done. They, they shut down an opposing NFL offense uh, and, and they were able to get the win in this one. I mean, it was so bad. It was so bad on for like the Panthers offense versus the Colts defense that again, the whole second half, the Colts were just doing run, 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 punt it right back. Let Bryce Young get us some more points by throwing it to Kenny Moore. And, <laughs> and that was pretty much the whole entire uh, game plan there in the second half. So uh, yeah, this Colts defense was dominant. I thought it was a really interesting game plan by uh, Gus Bradley in terms of, you know, we still saw a lot of the cover three. Obviously, Gus loves his cover three, a good chunk of that in there. But there was a lot of Tampa two, a lot of cover two. Uh, and that's really where Gus Bradley got his start in the NFL. You know, he was with those early Tampa teams uh, during the early days of the Tampa two. Uh, so he was getting a lot of those Tampa two looks out there. And and that's where Saguna Luby's interception came in. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a Tampa two, uh, Tampa two coverage. Saguna Luby runs with the uh, vertical tight end route, turns and gets a nice little interception. So See a little bit of variation from Gus Bradley in this one. Some two high looks. I know you guys complain that it's all single high. It's all cover three. Look, we got some old Matt Eberflus type stuff in there with the Tampa two and the cover two. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Colts defense was really not too concerned about this passing game that the Panthers had. And and if you look at what the results were, they they really didn't have a reason to be too concerned about this Panthers passing game. They They absolutely shut it down from day one or from minute one in this game all the way until the end. Yeah, and the, the huge gripe recently has been the cornerbacks because, you know, they they played it real risky with this young group, and then some of them started to fall out with injuries and everything. Uh, but some guys really, really stepped up. You know, Jalen Jones, if you look at pro football focus, is great. 84.7, second highest graded defender this week. Uh, I thought Daryl Baker Jr. bounced back nicely with a 74.7. You know, in just about every game he's played this se- this season, you look at it and be like, oh, that was awful uh, he didn't I think he gave up a couple receptions but I didn't think there was anything egregious out there I thought he played tough and looked more confident um you know and er- early in the season that was a player where you know maybe was a little lackadaisical in coverage and I just didn't really see that and you know they weren't scared of uh of the Panthers passing game but like the Bryce Young Adam Thielen connection could have been pretty clutch in this one if they would have allowed it to be uh, just for one example. But again, I thought in coverage, the the defense stepped up really nicely. Now who yeah. knows what the plan would have been. Cause Tony Brown got, got injured on the opening kickoff and he was the big goat of last week. So would he have been the guy who knows, <laughs> uh, but regardless, they hid that well because Daryl Baker jr. Uh, came in played pretty well. Uh, another player I thought in the, in the secondary did a good job, at least against the run. Uh, Julian Blackman came in, played, made some nice flash plays, especially late in the game. Couple of consecutive uh, tackles for loss. I thought that was really big um, because in the second half, you know, the the run game for the Panthers did get some things moving. I uh, was still maybe a little worried about that run defense, but again, no Grover Stewart, which is rough. But you got guys like Ade Ade stepping up. Eric Johnson's growing a little bit, so that's nice to see. Uh, I, I know you've got to be pretty thrilled with what you've seen out of uh, Adebore. Oh my gosh, Adetomi Adebore. I mean, he had the most fun two-play sequence ever and <laughs> I've ever seen in a game. I know I keep going crazy about this, but in the first quarter of this game, or I think it was the I think it was the second quarter, so in the first half, uh, running down a big kick return. This is a 285-pound yes. defensive tackle yep. playing on kick coverage, and he chases down the you – know, this is the 
big return the Panthers had where the, yeah. the returner returned it like 40 yards to the 40 yard line. But the guy who ran the guy down was Adetomi Adebore, <laughs> again, 285 pound defensive tackle. And then you go over to the fourth quarter in this game. He's getting some snaps late because the Colts are blowing out the Panthers. And he splits a double team and pass rush gets comes down with his first sack of his career. Just the just the duality of that is so cool to me, seeing a player do those two things. Um, but no, again, this was just a great overall game by the Colts defense. Uh, I think the scheme was fine. I think the players played well. Daryl Baker Jr., uh, to, to go piggyback off what you said, only allowed four receptions on eight targets for 19 yards in this game, had a pass breakup as well. Mm-hmm. Very few yards after the catch, which the Colts defense was great in this one at limiting yards after the catch. I mean, they they struggled with that in recent weeks, but in this one in particular, they were just great. Uh, I think Jalen Jones on the other side only allowed like one yard after catch in this game as well. Uh, so those two players played really well. I thought the Colts defensive line all game long was just getting after it and just abusing yeah. this Panthers offensive line, even on the rushes where they weren't cleanly beating their guys. They were still making Bryce Young feel panicky in the pocket and and pushing those tackles and those guards right into his face. And again, shorter quarterback, slender quarterback, he's going to panic when you start getting uh, that pressure closing in on him. And we even saw in the Kenny Moore, uh, Kenny Moore pick six, the first one um, in the first half where the pressure starts closing in, which came from two really crazy contributors, came from Isaiah Land and Jacob Martin uh, were the mm-hmm. two edge rushers that, that caused that pressure. Uh, but it led to Bryce Young flicking it out to the flat way too late. Kenny Moore capitalizing with the pick six. Uh, so, yeah, just just a really, really strong day overall from this Colts defense. And luckily, again, this is going to kind of segue into our next segment of, about next week's game. The offense they're facing next week is just about as bad as this Panthers one. Uh, quarterback play especially is pretty similar. Uh, maybe they have a little bit better of a run game with the Patriots, but this is another matchup where this Colts defense needs needs to stack good performances and they need to come out this next week and show that they are a good defense again and, and make us all forget about that new Orleans game. I still have it a little bit in the back of my mind, even though this Carolina game makes me feel a little bit happier. I still have a little bit of that new Orleans game in the back of my mind, but this was a great step in the right direction for the Colts. Yeah. And I loved seeing the Colts like leaders really step up and kind of take control because DeForest Buckner had another game where he played out of his mind uh, you know, and I thought within context when the plays were made were pretty good. One that really stuck out, uh, he had a tackle for loss of four yards when the Panthers were backed up deep in their own territory on second and five. And then that is when uh, Bryce Young got pressured by a couple guys on the very next play, throws it out to Chuba Hubbard. EJ Speed kills the play on the very next one. Punt. You know, just stuff like that. The timing of it's really good. And Kenny Moore obviously had the the two pick sixes. That is awesome. And if that's all he would have done all game, that would have been awesome. Uh, but he had a couple big plays. You know, he had a third down tack- tackle on Bryce Young in the first quarter uh, that forced a fourth down and a punt. Like, th- those guys are just stepping up. And it's not just in spurts. It's like throughout the game that they're making these plays. And just th- those plays that come with a little less fanfare. Like, defensive tackles getting their hands in the air. I think Buck had two pass breakups, yep. two pass breakups as well. Uh, so really good to see those guys stepping up throughout the game and just not letting things slip through their fingers because, you know, three straight losses and the defense has not been great throughout. It's good to see them take that personally and then carry it into this next week, which uh, we'll talk about here shortly. 
Yeah, guys, we're coming up. We're going to talk about this Colts-Patriots game coming up in Germany. Uh, it's going to be a really fun matchup. We're going to preview what we want to see happen on this Colts in this Colts game. What we want to see from the Colts offense. Can they bounce back? And what we want to see from this Colts defense. And can they continue this strong play that they just had against the Carolina Panthers? But Colts fans score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning a $5 money line bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Guys, over-unders, you know, if you're really feeling this Colts defense right now against uh, the New England Patriots go over there and hit that under when it drops. I think uh, I think that's gonna be an interesting one there. You know, we we got some confidence again. We got some confidence in the Colts defense. Hit the under maybe on the Patriots point total against the Indianapolis Colts in Germany next week. So visit FanDuel.com/locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Jake. So we're looking ahead to this Patriots game, and and obviously the Colts have some injury concerns. We don't know the status of. You know, will Juju Brents be back for this game? Will Will Braden Smith touch the practice field this week? Yeah. Uh, will Josh Downs or Drew Ogletree play? I mean, those are some big, big players right there. And, you know, before we really even get into talking about this game, Jake, I feel like the Colts almost certainly should rest anyone who's even kind of iffy for this one. Like, don't rush someone back one week before the bye, especially on an overseas game where there's already going to be some jet lag. Like, Mm-hmm. I'm not saying take this game as like another mini buy or anything and, and sit a bunch of players. But if you have like, like Josh Downs, for instance, this, this week against the Carolina Panthers was a true game time decision where he's going to test out the knee and not be hundred percent playing in the game. If that's the same situation going into next week, don't play him. Just don't play him. Like there's no need to push it or to rush it. Let these guys heal up and give them two weeks to get healthy if they need it. But uh, yeah, a couple injury concerns coming into this one. Azire Franklin's another one in there who might be out another week if he, if you, you know, if his knee doesn't feel better uh, going into this Germany game. Yeah, because this is already a really disruptive week. Because I mean, what are they? They leaving for Germany with like three days or something? Like, you can't just take that whole time to acclimate. You got to practice. You got to get ready for this thing. You got to probably do more media. I gotta imagine. So, not, not doing too much and some of these guys who are already on the fringe it that i'm right there with you because like braden smith that doesn't seem likely on on kind of a short week josh downs eh. and you know you could this is one where you could call up like kj hamler to help out behind isaiah mckenzie in this one for for josh downs like those guys together could probably get the job done. I've got to imagine. And with Ogletree, to your point, you no, know, Kylan Granson is back. You have Will Mallory, who's right here. Uh, you've got guys who can step up and kind of fill that void. Yeah. And, you know, if Daryl Baker has to play again, I'm they've clearly not shown a lot of confidence in him, but Juju Brents, whether or not he plays, you alluded to this is not a potent passing game by, by any means. I, I don't really think you're – scared of uh mac jones too much so i think you're right um i wouldn't push it too much with these injured guys but uh looking at the offense you know we've we've talked about some things that you know kind of got us in the dumps a little bit about them they're clear bill belichick regardless of what your strength is he's known for taking that away uh so obviously that is the run game luckily for the colts they have the luxury of having jonathan taylor and zach moss 
Uh, Jonathan Stewart, who we talked to last week, said that that changes things for defenses because it's too fresh, powerful running backs all the time. Uh, so what would you look at? Considering these injuries and considering we know how the Patriots defense is going to play the Colts, how can they counter that in this matchup? The Colts need to find some way to throw defenses out of base. Like, look, you you can run on base defense in the NFL. You can do it. But it's so much harder than running against lighter boxes. Obviously, there's there's so many studies and stats that prove this, that that back this up, where it's simply easier to run against lighter boxes. You have one linebacker in the box and four down linemen. It's much easier to run the ball than when you have three base linebackers in there, a four down linemen and a safety creeping down, which we've seen the last two weeks against the Indianapolis Colts. You know, the, the New Orleans Saints were having uh, their their nickel looks, but they were bringing down their nickel corner, bringing down their safety, and, and just stacking the box. This past week against the Carolina Panthers, they're running some bare fronts, getting some five defensive linemen out there, uh, as well as bringing down their strong safety. They were selling out to stop the run, and the Colts' passing game has not been good enough to throw defenses out of it. Now, this next week is going to be big because if you look at this Patriots defense, they've been vulnerable this year. It's more vulnerable than really any Bill Belichick defense has really ever been. They're really banged up, really injured. Uh, It's just not a super great unit on that side of the ball for the Patriots this year. You have to find some way to throw the Patriots out of base defense. If they're going to sit in base defense all game against you, you're going to get killed if if you can't throw them out of it. Because if they take away that run game, they're forcing you to third and nine, third and 10 with Gardner Minshew you're already cooked before the drive starts, you know, or before that drive gets going. Uh, So yeah, they need to find something in the passing game, whether that's more empty personnel, whether that's leaning on more middle of the field RPOs, whether that's more high lows and just quicker reads for Gardner Minshew, whether that's like taping Gardner Minshew's feet to the ground. So he's not like jumping around and, and sprinting in circles all the time. I don't know what the solution is right now, but I really do think there needs to be a a sit down with Gardner uh, between Steichen and, and the offensive staff. And it's like, Hey, we need to get this passing game going. What What is working for you? What's not working for you? Where do you feel most comfortable? And we need to lean heavily on that because the last two weeks have just not been good enough from that position. And they need to start leaning on more things in that passing game just to keep drives moving. They need a higher success rate. They need more third and ones, third and twos, third and threes, uh, rather than these third and nines, third and tens, where there's just no chance of conversion. Uh, it's a big week for the offense. It's a huge, huge week for the offense uh, just to get that passing game on track and seeing if they can actually throw a defense out of base defense for the first time in, in you know, three, four weeks now. Yeah, and something they did uh, to that point, a correction they made that I, I thought worked pretty well was getting Jonathan Taylor more involved in the passing game again. 22 yards does not stick out much, but five receptions. You know, there was a couple in there that I think got called back because of, of penalties and, and things like that. But I thought Taylor's involvement in the passing game was really productive in general. Yeah. And it's something I would continue to do because that's the, that's every single time the coaching staff talks about him, they talk about his home run ability. And so that means if he gets a blocker out there and only has to beat one guy, like a lot of times that can be Pater. Like I would keep him, I would keep getting him involved in it. Just, it doesn't have to be these dump offs right outside. Like, get him going over the middle on these angle routes or anything. Just, you know, keep that going. That's something Gardner can do. Uh, Maybe. Now, over over the middle of the field could be tough at times. You know, he likes <laughs> to get his little happy feet. But that's something I would keep doing. Tight end involvement. He seems to be good for one beautiful pass to a tight end per game. Uh, so I, I would keep dialing those up. Uh, but, yeah, I, all I know is I'm 
they're, they're they're not it's not going well for New England, but I'm still worried. That's a team that sacked the Colts nine times just last year in the game that got Frank Reich fired. Now, vastly different personnel, but Bill Belichick still knows what he's doing. And yeah. like th- he's still facing a quarterback that's not blowing the doors off anyone by any means. Uh, so I'm not taking this Patriots team lightly considering what they just did to the Colts last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It just needs to be a get right on track game for this Colts offense. Need to be able to run the ball again, but especially again, throw defenses out of base. That is the most important thing going forward for this Colts team. If they cannot do that going forward, they will not get to 500 this year. They will not even get to seven wins this year uh, if they can't do that because you cannot win in the NFL without throwing defenses out of base. Uh, so we'll see if the Colts can do that against the Patriots this week. Uh, Every day as we back with you guys yet again tomorrow to continue this conversation about this upcoming Patriots game. And if you guys don't already, make sure you're following us at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks to all on X. Also subscribe to us on YouTube where we listen to your podcast. We love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys back here bright and early tomorrow morning.